You've got a vision, you've got an idea, you have a business, but you can't seem to move forward. You've come to the right place. Welcome to Vision Possible. The show that empowers you to believe, conceive, and achieve your goals. We are your hosts, Butch and Julianne Hartman. We are business owners, entrepreneurs, authors, wealth strategists, television producers, and content creators who have negotiated multi-million dollar deals. We'll teach you the secret formula to success. Learn how to make your daydream your day job. Find out more at visionpossible.net. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Take your business and scale it to the next level. Get ready to transform your life by making your vision possible. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in to the Vision Possible YouTube channel or wherever you're looking at this from. We're glad to be offering you more content and practical strategies and ideas, as well as inspiration and encouragement to help you achieve your vision. Uh, if you've been following, I've been talking about how finances, investing, and just overall financial stewardship plays into a large part, actually, of helping to make your vision become achievable and to make it a reality. I'm going to keep building this week on what I talked about in previous weeks on finances, how it relates to actually helping you achieve your vision. Now, admittedly, a lot of this stuff is pretty technical, and this is really targeted more for high net worth individuals, sophisticated investors, particularly people and business owners in high tax brackets, because I think that's where this strategy I'm going to talk more about is going to make the biggest difference. But that is not at all to say that it is not good for a lot of different people, but particularly for those people in light of a lot of new changes that I've talked about in the last few weeks, that is who I think is going to be the most interested and benefit the most from this. And that is who I've been working with. So Again, this applies to everybody, but just know ahead of time, I'm getting into some pretty technical things for sophisticated high net worth people that are going to really maximize tax efficiency and uh, the safety and uh, the upward potential of your returns over time. So as I talked about in the previous weeks, what I am doing as a financial planner is using what's called the infinite banking concept. And if you don't know what that is, check out Unbridled Wealth on YouTube and unbridledwealth.com. But basically, we're talking about using a very specifically and optimally structured permanent life insurance policy as a private bank of sorts that you can funnel your money through to use for other business you know, or investment opportunities. You can even use it to fund anything else in your own life if you need to buy a new car, if you want to take a vacation. But particularly, again, who I'm targeting with the strategy are people who are going to use that specifically as an opportunity fund to invest in other assets and make a higher return. But the beauty of this strategy is, again, you're, you're benefiting from the compounding inside the policy and you're getting incredible tax efficiency. And it's funny because the life insurance is almost kind of like the added bonus in this strategy. We're not doing it primarily for the death benefit, although that certainly is very helpful, um, uh, particularly for estate planning. But we're really trying to maximize the value of the cash that we're putting in so that you don't get punished by sitting on a savings or checking account that's earning nothing right now. And if you think about inflation, then you're actually losing every uh, money every year because inflation is outpacing the 0.01% you might be earning in your checking or savings account. And same thing is pretty much true for bonds, CDs, uh, money market accounts, all that stuff. There's just interest rates are so low right now 
it is almost impossible to get any kind of positive inflation adjusted return without taking some risk. Um, now on the other side of the spectrum, as I've mentioned before, as a real estate investor, financial planner and uh, self-manager of my own retirement portfolio, I am not comfortable making major investments in the stock market or real estate right now because of where we are in the market cycle. Valuations are high, asset prices are expensive, yields are low. There's a, a much lower risk-adjusted return right now than there was you know, in 2009 or 2010, right at the bottom of the market, which of course nobody knows when that is. They don't ring a bell and tell you this is the top or bottom of the market. But looking at all the indicators, um, I am not comfortable making any major uh, purchases in overpriced assets in real estate or stock markets. So what I am doing is sitting on a bunch of cash waiting for better opportunities. Now, I just said a second ago, sitting on cash is actually losing you money every year because of inflation and you're not getting anything on the return from the interest that you're getting inside those typical checking or savings accounts. So what I did was, you know, I sold a property for a great profit last year and then I was waiting for this, you know, uh, opportunity, which it may be several years until we see great opportunities, or it may be next week. We don't really know, but I don't want to put my money at risk. Uh, I want to wait for good opportunities, but I don't want to lose, you know, two to three percent or more in inflation by keeping it in a checking or savings account. So what I was able to do was put it into a really well structured whole life policy where I'm getting a good four to five percent plus long term average return. But the beauty is I've got access to the money right now while I'm waiting for those better opportunities, not getting punished by having cash just sitting idle and losing to inflation every year. Now, particularly for high tax bracket individuals and businesses, um, one of the things that I showed in the video that we did with Unbridled Wealth was we've got kind of a nasty combination of factors right now. We've got interest rates at all time lows that don't look like they're gonna go up any meaningful amount for probably several years. We've got inflation that is increasing. The Fed has already told us that they're going to probably let inflation run a little hot to get back to the long-term average. So then you've also got taxes increasing across the board with the new administration. And that is going to be a real challenge, particularly again for high net worth individuals. We're talking about some major, major taxes to the tax laws. Uh, the uh, elimination of the step up in basis is a huge deal because normally right now, if for instance, let's say your mom bought a home when she was 25 years old, she paid $25,000. That was 50 years ago. She just passed away. That home's now worth $3 million. She's going to gift it to you and your family as part of the estate, you know, after she died. Well, Normally, there would be a taxable event on the sale of her property after she died to the estate and a capital gains tax on uh, $3 million from $25,000 to start with could be a huge capital gains hit. But because of what we currently have right now called the step up in basis, the IRS considers that in those kinds of situations, when uh, property or wealth is transferred from one generation to the next because of um, the death of the owner, then they're not going to tax the basis. They're going to consider for you in this example, you're getting that property at $3 million as what's called your basis, the amount that you put into it so that you're not having to pay a huge tax on the difference between what she paid for it 50 years ago at $25,000 and then what you're getting it for now for 3 million. So that's great. That eliminates a huge tax hit. 
what the new administration is talking about is eliminating that step up in basis so that it would be a taxable event. That's a huge deal right now. When you combine that with the state taxes going up, deductions and, and gift taxes um, becoming much less favorable, the tax situation is you know, pretty significant right now. Not only that, if you're a real estate investor, one of the great things about the Tax Cut and Jobs Act from the Trump administration was something called bonus depreciation. And that basically means that if you buy a property, for instance, or some kind of um, you know, hard asset, normally the IRS allows you to depreciate the asset over a certain time, 5, 10, 25, 30 years or more, and you get a bit of a deduction in your taxable income based on that depreciation. Well, with this bonus depreciation, for instance, there are some assets right now, like if you make an investment in an oil and gas partnership, or if you buy, say, an ATM machine that can get a phenomenal cash flow. Uh, I know it's kind of random. I can talk more about that later. Or a property, in certain cases, you can take all of the bonus depreciation that would normally be spread out over five to 40 years and compress all of that into one year. So for instance, if uh, you know there's a client of mine who's looking at some oil and gas or clean energy um, investments as a general partner where he can take the $100,000 investment that he's going to make. And because that $100,000 investment benefits from bonus depreciation, he can get a tax deduction on the full $100,000 of ordinary earned income, which is amazing, not just passive losses or passive income offsets, earned income of $100,000, dollar for dollar, he can get a tax deduction for that whole amount. So because you're accelerating that bonus depreciation into one year instead of spreading it out, the tax benefits are enormous. And so if he makes a $100,000 investment, if he's in the 35% tax bracket federally, he will get a $35,000 tax deduction for his investment, not to mention, of course, the investment proceeds and returns as the investment continues to generate um, distributions over time. So that is an amazing thing for real estate investors and you know any investors in hard assets. That is looking like it might go away or be um, spread out more over a longer period of time like it was before 2018 with that new change. So that could significantly shift some people's strategies. Uh, another huge tax uh, change that could be coming is that dividends and long-term capital gains would be taxed at ordinary income rates which is an incredible change from the current 0, 15, or 20% long-term capital gains tax that most people pay. Those would now potentially be taxed at ordinary income rates for people making a million dollars or more. Now, obviously, if you're making a million dollars or more, you're probably doing pretty well, but that is a huge change in the way that you're going to structure your um, financial planning and your overall strategy so when you combine all that stuff together, you know, taxes for corporations are going to be going up significantly. You combine those tax increases with a low interest rate environment where you can't find any safe yield and inflation going up all at the same time. It can be a nasty brew for an investor, especially for where we are in the market cycle, where, as I said, we've got, you know, um, significantly overvalued prices. There just aren't a lot of good deals out there uh, for the average person. So those are all challenges. But what's amazing is for every one of those challenges, there is a solution and an opportunity, particularly with this infinite banking concept. In the midst of all these nasty tax changes that are coming up or potentially could occur, 
there is a huge tax revision that not many people know about that significantly will benefit those using the infinite banking concept. So without going into all the details, basically it allows you to put significantly more money into a life insurance policy without creating a taxable event where that would no longer be considered life insurance. And now it would be considered what's called a modified endowment contract or a MEC. And that makes life insurance lose its tax favored status because the IRS is saying, hey, you guys aren't really using this for life insurance. This looks and smells more like an investment. So we're not going to give you the tax benefits that we'd normally give to life insurance because true life insurance is considered by the government to be a social good. So just like real estate, uh, charities, and life insurance, those are all considered things that benefit society. So the government incentivizes people to use them with tax deductions. So back in the 80s, they passed this new law called the Modified Endowment Contract, which said if you put too much money into a policy that didn't have a commensurate level of death benefit to where it wasn't really truly insurance anymore, then you're going to lose tax favored status. So right now we have to work and we can be very efficient in how we structure these policies, but we can put a lot of money into a life insurance policy, minimizing the cost of insurance and the death benefit if that's not your primary goal so that you could get a higher rate of return inside the policy for what is essentially you know, an ultra high yield savings account compared to what's available in the high yield savings accounts available today, which are getting maybe half a percent. So it's good already, but this new tax code, uh, IRS code 7702, that is going to allow people to put way more money into those policies that previously would have triggered that mech status and made the policy um, lose its tax favored status. Well, now it's going to be um, significantly more efficient to fund these policies without triggering uh, a taxable event or losing that tax favored status. So in the midst of all these taxes going up everywhere else, you're actually getting a huge tax improvement on using this policy. And that's also going to make um, these strategies more effective and workable for people who have, you know, uh, less than ideal health. If you're older, if normally your cost of insurance would cause this strategy not to work for you, now it's going to be able to work for people who otherwise maybe would not have been able to benefit as much from this. And for people who are young and healthy, it's going to be even that much better. So it's a huge win for you as a potential policyholder and investor who wants to put your money somewhere that it's liquid, safe, accessible, while it's guaranteed to grow at a certain rate. And it's going to um, make the options and flexibility you have that much better. So that mitigates significantly the tax issues we're talking about. Then when you also use the money in your policy that's still growing at a compound rate, when you can borrow at those ultra low rates that we have right now from your policy in the form of a loan that is also tax-free, you can use that money and invest in real estate or a business opportunity. That's what I did. And with borrowing rates so low, you're getting a nice spread between what the compound interest is earning in the policy and what you're paying on the simple interest down here to be able to move a portion of that cash value, not move the cash value. The cash value stays and continues to grow, but you can borrow against it to fund something else at a very low interest rate if you can find a good deal. Now, finding good deals, like I said, is tough. But another thing that you can do that takes all of this to a completely different level is you can actually have a bank pay for your premiums into the life insurance policy. 
Now, this is only for higher net worth people. Uh, there's a minimum of anywhere from 100 to $200,000 of annual premium payments for the loan in a lot of cases. But if you qualify for that and you have the liquidity to um, be able to come up with a little bit of additional collateral for that loan, and you can pay the interest payments, which is the most important thing. Right now, I'm working on a case for a client who is going to be putting anywhere from two to $400,000 a year into uh, some life insurance policies. And he's only going to be paying 2.3, 2 2.4% on an interest only loan, come up with a little out of pocket collateral to cover you know, the difference of the cash value and the loan at the beginning. And that is going to then grow over time exponentially. And he's going to pay only a fraction of the cost for it. Then he can access that cash in the policy on the backside. So what's beautiful about this is I don't like investing in the stock market right now. I've got my IRA. You know, I'm still doing that for the long term because I'm not going to use that money quickly. But for anybody who wants access to liquidity where it's going to be safe and available when those deals come, it's going to be a fantastic way to structure these policies. And even if you just want to use the policy as a retirement plan, which is another thing that my client is going to use it for, you can benefit from the upside potential of the stock market without taking any of the downside risk. And I know that sounds too good to be true, but it has to do with the way that the life insurance company is able to use options hedging. So you're not directly investing in the stock market, but you're getting a portion of the stock market return credited to your policy with a 0% floor, meaning you can't lose any money in any given year. You could earn double digit returns when the market's good, like it was the last few years. Um, but you don't even need the market to go up that much. If the market only goes up by say 3% next year, well, 3% is still a good return if it's safe and you know that it can't be worse than 0%. That's amazing. But when you consider the fact that you're only using maybe for $100,000 loan, you're only paying $2,500 of interest, you've got a leverage ratio of 20 to one or greater. So if you have that money in the policy, the stock market goes up 3%. Well, you just went from 100,000 to $103,000. That's, you know, okay, not lighting the world on fire, better than a lot of returns people are getting these days. But when you consider that you only put $2,500 in of your own money, in the form of interest payments on the loan, and then the stock market went up and you got a $3,000 gain, well, guess what? You just more than doubled your money. You put in 2,500, you got 3,000 the very first year, even though the stock market only went up 3%. And again, the beauty is if the stock market goes down 50%, like it did in 2008, I'm expecting that to happen in the next couple of months or years. The worst that can happen is you get 0%. You don't lose money other than the cost of insurance, which is minimal if you structure these policies right. You're getting all the benefits of leverage for the upside, none of the downside. You're getting super low interest rates, which, you know, before we were just talking about, that is a liability or that is a challenge. Now it's a benefit and you've got the tax favored status of the policy, all the while giving you, again, almost as an added bonus, a combination of permanent life insurance and long-term care protection with some of the best, if not the best tax efficiency and tax benefits of any financial instrument. So it's a very complicated strategy with a lot of moving parts. That's why I kind of gave you the warning up front. You know, this is, uh, this is not just, you know, kind of Dave Ramsey 101, although I love Dave Ramsey, he helps people with where they are. Who I'm talking to right now is very specifically people who are in high tax brackets, who have a lot of 
you know, liquidity or cash flow that they can allocate, but they don't want to take as much risk and they want that tax efficiency. Plus, again, for estate planning considerations, um, as well as just, you know, the death benefit protection that life insurance is mainly known for, you're getting all of that stuff in one vehicle that has got just incredible benefits built in at every level. So to review, we're in an environment where you could be getting punished as a cash you know, investor or a saver because of low interest rates, inflation, taxes going up, um, and you know, a very hard uh, market cycle or investing environment to find good deals. But when you use infinite banking, especially with premium finance loans, you can benefit from low interest rates you can get all the tax efficiency of life insurance, you know, combine that with real estate or other things, it gets to an even greater level. And then inflation is actually working for you because you're investing in assets that are appreciating over time without the downside risk of a market correction or not being able to access your liquidity or your money at a critical time. So it's kind of all, it seems too good to be true. I've, I've studied this, you know, very intensively for the last you know, nine to 12 months, I'm using it myself. I'm using it with my clients. There's all kinds of great alternative assets uh, and alternative asset classes. I'll probably start talking about next week that uh, are usually only open to accredited investors, which means that you make at least $200,000 a year if you're single or $300,000 a year if you're married, or you have a net worth of a million dollars or more, not including your principal residence. So again, a lot of these things are kind of targeted for a niche audience of high net worth people who are qualified for these loans, they'll qualify for these investment opportunities that aren't available to the general public. And they're going to be incredibly tax efficient and give you a much, much better risk adjusted return and a strategy to be able to use your liquidity and um, give you a lot more freedom and control and flexibility in the use of your money. And I'll close on one last thing that I'll talk about. Um, now, there are some tax benefits for what are called qualified retirement plans, 401ks, IRAs, 529 college funding plans for your kids. But unfortunately, even with those great tax benefits that they offer, there's a lot of limitation as far as what those can, funds can be used for, when they can be used, and then in some cases on the backside, when you have to use them, even if you don't want or need to, when it could be bad timing. So by using this infinite banking concept and funneling all of your liquidity or a good portion of it through a well-structured permanent life insurance policy, you have basically an unstructured Roth where it's a post-tax contribution, meaning you're not going to get a tax deduction for what you put in, but you're not going to get taxed when you take it out if it's structured the right way. There's a lot of caveats that go into that, but that's an easy thing to do if you know what you're doing. Uh, Myself and a lot of people I work with at Unbridled Wealth, that's what we specialize in. So when you do that the correct way, instead of using a 529 college savings plan or a Roth IRA for your kids, um, you can use this instead because if you use a Roth or a 529 and your kids don't end up using that money for college because there's, again, very restrictive government rules on what you can use certain qualified accounts to do, then you're going to get a 10% tax penalty and um, taxable earnings on the uh, taxable event on the earnings portion of even those post-tax accounts like a Roth or a 529. So um, you avoid all of that issue when you do this in the properly structured infinite banking 
uh, policy because now you can use, uh, for instance, if you have kids who maybe they'll go to college, so you want to prepare for that. But what if they don't? What if they want to be an artist or they want to be a tradesperson? They're not going to go to a you know, institution of higher learning, but they still have a need for capital. Maybe they want to start a business or invest in real estate. You are not restricted at all in what you use those funds for. Whereas if you were saving up in a 529 or a Roth account, even on a post-tax basis, and you cash those uh, funds out for something that wasn't covered as a qualified you know, purpose for the funds, then you're going to pay a tax and penalty on the earnings con uh, portion even if you're not going to pay that on the contributions. So again, I know a lot of this is throwing a lot of information at you, but pretty much any way you slice it, this amazing strategy has just gotten exponentially better, more efficient, and more timely and necessary, uh, particularly again for those individuals and organizations in high tax brackets who have uh, a lot of liquidity, a lot of wealth, that would qualify for a lot of these, you know, special programs for lending, um, alternative assets that are in private markets, not available to the general public. I'll talk a little bit more about how to combine this infinite banking concept with some of these lesser known alternative asset classes that have some phenomenal characteristics, even in the middle of a very difficult investing environment. So a lot to chew on, go back, read, you know, just rewatch this. If you wanna reach out to me, if you're interested in any of this stuff, particularly, you can send me an email uh, at rhaley at unbridledwealth.com. That's R-H-A-L-E-Y at unbridledwealth.com. You can also get a hold of me on the Vision Possible website at visionpossible.net. Sign up for our free Vision Spectrum quiz, get some more information, and stay in touch with everything that we're doing. So follow us, like us, subscribe, all that good stuff on social media. I hope this was valuable for you guys. And um, please share this with people you think might be interested. And you can also uh, contact us on the website. Or again, you can email me at rhaley at unbridledwealth.com. I'd be happy to talk to you and see if we can make some of these things work for you guys. And again, as always, I just want to bring this back to the big picture of why we're going into all this detail about money and investing and taxes and all this different stuff. At the end of the day, like our slogan says, we want to help you to make your vision possible. We want you to be able to turn your day dream into your day job. And finances, investment, wise stewardship is a critical part of that process. I know from doing coaching engagements with my clients, that is one of the things that it almost always comes back to. Uh, on the other side, if you're doing really well financially, you've got more you know, cash flow, liquidity, wealth than you know what to do with, but you aren't sure you have a vision for what to use that for or a legacy that's another part of this that's really great is that um, we want to be able to help people who are maybe doing really, really well financially, like some of the clients I'm talking to right now. But now they got to figure out, I'm going to have more time or money than I know what to do with when I retire in five years at the age of 51. Well, let's talk about that. Nathaniel talks about convergence and Julianne, Butch and Carly, they're all doing things related to this too. You know, a vision is really powerful and it's gonna help you set the course of your life. When you combine that with the practical details of all this financial planning stuff that I'm talking about right now, the combination is extremely powerful. And that's what I'm ultimately passionate about is helping people identify their vision and then giving them practical tools, resources, and an action plan to execute that's actually gonna make that happen. So again, thanks for checking out Vision Possible. We encourage you to 
get a hold of all the resources we're putting out, some amazing things from everybody on the team. And we hope to see you soon. You've been listening to Vision Possible. To get more information or to contact Butch and Julianne to schedule your private coaching session, go to visionpossible.net. That's visionpossible.net.